Go with me in the scripture. Can you take some more tonight or you just want to go? Go to Jeremiah again, please. Jeremiah, the 29th chapter and the 11th verse. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Does the Lord ever think about you? Hmm? The psalm said that he's been mindful of us. He'll bless us. When he thinks about you, what kind of thoughts does he have? Well, we know the word's true. He has thoughts of peace. And not of evil, to give you what? An expected end. Well, who's expected? Let me read this to you from another translation. The uh, the NIV says, I know the thoughts, the plans I have for you, uh, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Somebody say, plans to prosper. The New Living Translation says, I know the plans I have for you. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Disaster is not the plan of God for you. What is the plan of God? Good. Good. The Complete English Version says, I will bless you with a future filled with hope. A future of success, not of suffering. Suffering's not the plan of God for you. I know a lot of people try to say so, but it's not. We're reading the Bible. God's plan for you is success. The uh, English Standard Version says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for wholeness and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Plans, a thoughts of peace. Plans to prosper you, plans for good, plans for wholeness. Now, if you really believe that, you would not dread tomorrow. You would be looking forward to tomorrow. The writing said in Ecclesiastes, don't say, what is the cause that the former days are better than these? He said, you don't inquire wisely. You're being foolish when you ask such a question. And you could also say you're being faithless. We're not to look back longingly on yesterday. We're not to imagine that our best days are behind us. Oh, my youth is behind me and my best times are behind me. Particularly as people grow older. And particularly as different ones uh, go home to be with the Lord. Uh, maybe your friend, or maybe your sibling, or maybe a spouse. And uh, the enemy, without even saying it, people just settle into a, well, the best is behind me. You know, my youth, and our good times, and our family, and our this and our that. But is that true? No. I said, is that true? No. Does God, I mean, before your life is over, does God say, oh, that's it, you've peaked, uh, you just need to kind of, you know, just idle out the rest of the next 10 years because your best is behind you. No, 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 no. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ever asked 
or thought, but it's going to happen according to the power that is at work in you. Do you believe it? So if we want to experience more of the exciting, wonderful, glorious, good plan of God, we got to get something stirred up inside of us. And it has to do with the abounding in hope, Romans 15 says, abounding in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. What power is working in us? It's the power of the Holy Ghost. But we see from that it's connected with abounding in hope. Hope is confident expectation of good. Why would somebody be dreading tomorrow? Dread for tomorrow, or just lack of excitement for tomorrow, is based on the assumption that tomorrow will be just like today, or yesterday, or worse. But the child of God that believes the Word of God doesn't believe that. The child of God, believing the Word of God, with the power of abounding hope working in their spirit, is excited. I said is excited about your future. And that excitement reveals the faith which qualifies you for. Oh, come on, can you see it? It qualifies you for that glorious plan of God. Now, we made mention of this in previous nights this week. And we made this statement, hope Makes you happy. Anybody believe that? Hope makes you happy. Hope makes you glad. Look at Proverbs 10 if you would. Or they'll put it up on the screen for us. You don't have to find it. You can just look at it right up there. Proverbs 10 and 28. Proverbs 10 and 28. What does it say? The hope of the righteous shall be what? Gladness, but the what? Expectation of the wicked shall perish. The hope of the righteous, the right hope, makes you glad. Psalm 146 verse 5, we looked at this earlier, says, Happy is he that has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. What is he? He's happy. He's happy. (laughs) He's happy. Happy is a decision. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. Remember we spent all kind of time on this. The Lord said, I have set before you life or death, blessing, cursing. Wait for the feeling. No, no. Choose Life. And how do you choose life or death? By what you choose to hear and receive and think on and believe and say and act on. If you choose to hear the wrong thing and let a vision of death play out in your mind, you've chosen death. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And death and life is in the power of the tongue. And if you choose to think thoughts of life, if you choose to think about the glorious, exciting, good plans of success, plans of increase, 
plans of prosperity, plans of wholeness, plans of peace. You don't have to know all the details, but you just see faith in the plan of God is faith in the love of God, which is faith in God. Who is love? We gave a definition of the plan of God earlier this week. Anybody remember it? Help me out. What's the plan of God? The plan of God is the glory of God prepared by the love of God, especially for the child of God, me. me. (laughs) Is that true or not? It's true. What is the plan of God? It's nothing less than the glory of God. The goodness and glory of God prepared for us by none other than God Himself, who is love. The love of God. Friend, if we really believe it, no matter what we're experiencing at the moment, we believe the future is bright. Don't we? We believe the path of the just gets brighter and brighter and better and better until the full day's sun, and then we go on to glory. And it sure enough gets better. (laughs) It's not supposed to get worse. You're not supposed to get, you know, less excited. You're not supposed to get more depressed as the years go by. You're not supposed to be broker. Is that a word? More broke as the years go by. You don't have to be sicker. It's supposed to get better. You believe that or not? Supposed to get better. Now, if you believed that, it would make you glad. Hope makes you happy. We need to read a few scriptures about that and get stirred up about it. Go to Psalm 32. Psalm 30. I want you to turn to these. And I want us to to be glad about every one of them. (laughs) Psalm 32 and 11. How many word people do I have in here? I mean, let me see you. You love the word. You receive the word. You're a doer of the word. You live by the word. All right. Here's a word. Right here. Read it for me. Be glad in the Lord. So after you read that, what should you do? You should not read, be glad in the Lord and sigh. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and cry. Are there a lot of Christians crying? Feeling bad? Being down? Too many. But be glad in the Lord. And rejoice, you righteous. Now, now, let's back up. Is this the word of the Lord? Yes. Is he telling us to do something? Yes. So what should we do? Should we read it and go, isn't that nice? That's a nice verse. <laughs> no, we who are supposed to be word people, we take the word seriously. As God talking to us. And when he says, be glad, rejoice, shout for joy. It's time to shout. Time to be glad. 
Yeah. Now, what are we glad about? What are we shouting about? If he said, be glad, there must be a reason. We're taking him by faith, aren't we? He's saying, I'm a good God. I love you big. I got a big, good plan for you. So you need to go ahead and be glad. Now, unbelief will say, I don't see any reason to be glad. Times is hard. It's hard and nobody knows what I'm having to deal with. We covered a lot of that last night, didn't we? Talked about how dangerous these thoughts and this vision of defeat and death is and how you ought to have the helmet of the hope of salvation on you so that nothing can get through to your little head. Of any of this defeat and junk, the only thing you got in your head is the glorious hope of salvation. And that hope makes you glad. Makes you glad. Now you don't have to wait another minute to get glad. I'm not talking about who can just holler the loudest. I'm talking about you can sit right there and just get glad. Right? You can just get glad right where you sit, you can get glad. Somebody say, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Because the Bible said, be glad. Be glad in the Lord. And rejoice. And shout for joy. And of course, we're doers of the word. Psalm 35. Turn over there. (laughs) Glory to God. People like us that the Lord has done so much for. Blessed us like he has. We ought never have a frown on our face. We ought never go around grumpy and mully grubs. We know we got something to shout about. Psalm 35, 27. Are you there? 35, 27. Tell me what it says. Let them what? Shout for joy. And? And be glad. Look at your neighbor. Help them out. Say, be glad. Be glad, brother. Be glad, sister. Be glad. I got a word from the Lord. Be glad. <laughs> there is gladness in these words, aren't they? I mean, it just when you hear it, it hits you and it, it makes you want to be glad. But if the word of the Lord comes to you, be glad, and you refuse to be glad, <laughs> then what's the problem? Well, I got. You don't know what kind of trouble I got. The Bible said the trouble you got is common to man. Same, all our brethren throughout the world are experiencing the same trials and tribulations. The Bible says so. So it's not true. Problem is you're rebellious. It's just a fact. When the Lord says be glad, and you say, well, I'm not going to be glad. What else can it be? 
I mean, you can make it all kind of things and you can explain it in 90 different ways, but it boils down to the simple fact that he told you to do something and you said no. <laughs> it is written. Jehovah God, creator of the heavens and the earth, said, said, be glad. Be glad. He said it. Be glad. Didn't he say be glad? Be glad. <laughs> I'm about there. <laughs> well, I'm glad I came tonight. Am I reading the Bible, saints? Am I reading the Bible? Huh? I didn't write this. You didn't write this. Psalm 35, 27. What does it say? Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. And let them say something all the time. Let them say something continually. Say what? Let the Lord be magnified. Who really enjoys, has pleasure in prospering us. You're supposed to say it all the time. All the time. Let the Lord be magnified. (laughs) Who enjoys blessing me. Prospering all his people. Well, no wonder you'd be glad. No wonder you'd be happy. No wonder you'd be shouting. Be glad. Be glad. Be glad. Be glad. Help me out. Be glad. He said, Be glad. What did he say? Be glad. Be. And we're not disobedient, we're not rebellious. Well, no, no. If the Lord tells us to be glad, what's going to happen? Tell me what's going to happen. You're going to see some glad boys and girls. Is that right? The Lord says, be glad. It's glad time. Be glad. <laughs> be glad. Be, be glad. Be glad. Be Be be, be, be. That's how God talks. Light, be. And it was. And it is. The creation knows how to respond to the Creator. And so should we. How many know when the Creator says, be glad, there ought not be any hesitation or hum-hawing around or explaining or asking questions. There ought to just be a whole lot of gladness. (laughs) Somebody's getting free tonight. And all you got to do is be glad. 
I know it sounds so simple, but think about it. If you're hurting in your body, if you've got piles of bills, if you've had all kind of trouble with your spouse or with your kids or on your job, and yet you choose to be glad, that alone proves you believe something. It proves you have faith in the goodness of your God and in the goodness of His plan. And that no matter what's going on, you believe you're coming out. You believe, you believe you're coming out. So you just go ahead and be glad right now. Before you see anything. I believe this is pleasing to the Lord. Don't you? You know obedience pleases Him. You know faith pleases Him. This is the obedience of faith. And we know it pleases Him. You know a bunch of sad, sack, sour face folks in a church. That's not going to please the Lord. And he's proclaiming his word to them. And they're sitting there. And he can't get them excited about anything. Which means he can't get them to believe anything. Your excitement level is a direct revelation of your faith level. Yeah, it is. It is. No excitement. No gladness. Means no faith. Means without faith and without hope. Oh, but friend, if you'll shout while the walls are still up, while they're still. <laughs> Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! You believe the word of the Lord, it proves you don't believe those walls can keep you out of the blessing God has given you, can't keep you out. Those symptoms cannot prevent your healing. Those bills cannot prevent your provision. No. Those sins, those sins cannot prevent you from doing the will of God because the blood of the lamb is greater than all your sins oh hallelujah I've had people say yeah but preacher you don't know what I've done I said yeah and you don't know how powerful the blood is doesn't matter what you've done the blood of the lamb is greater And that's why we're glad. (laughs) Be seated if you can.
Mm-mm-mm. Tell me what the word of the Lord said. Tell me what the word. Be glad. Whew. Be glad. Psalm 40. Psalm 40. Verse 16. What did he say? Let all those that seek you. You know, uh, oh, this has been 25 years ago, I guess. I was at a church preaching, and bless their hearts, there were two ladies on the front row on the right. They groaned through the entire message. (laughs) Very distracting. (laughs) And then I thought, well, you know, maybe that was just something unique to that. Next service, same thing. And this, by this time, I'm quite unhappy with it. <laughs> Trying to preach here, you know. I mean, groaning. Oh, oh, ooh, sad, sad. Finally, I asked the pastor, I said, what's the story on the, the two ladies? <laughs> he said, Brother Keith, those are my intercessors. I said, what are they doing? He said, well, they're praying for you. (laughs) And I had to bite my lip because I almost said, well, I wish they would quit. (laughs) Somebody said, don't you believe in intercession? I absolutely do. Don't you believe there can be groanings and travails? Absolutely have done it. But... That's no excuse for being sad and mourning day in and day out. Something comes on you and your heart's troubled. You feel like groaning and travailing. Pull aside. Go get in your bedroom. I'm serious. Put your nose in the carpet and pray through to victory and then get up and shout. Come on now and be glad. No, the Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength. So somebody that's sad all the time, I don't care if they call themselves a prayer. If they're sad all the time, they are weak and ineffectual spiritually. Sure, challenges come, trials come, things come. Might bring a tear to your eye, might bring something on your heart. But that's no excuse to live depressed day after day. Come on now. Week after week. Believe God. Stand your ground. Say your word. Pray through to victory. And shout. 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 And be glad. And have your joy. And be strong. These are the people that overcome. There is no legitimate spiritual excuse for people staying depressed. That ain't being spiritual. It's yielding to the sorrow of the world and acting like we have no hope. 
It's being faithless and hopeless and weakless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> the bottom line is <laughs> be glad. I know that. <laughs> what are y'all laughing at? <laughs> Somebody say, be glad. What the Bible say? Psalm 40 verse 16, let all those that seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Look at Psalm 68 and 3. Can you take another one? How many believe these are inspired? These songs, these psalms. Do they have Holy Ghost content in them? Supply of the Spirit in them? We can tell it. We're feeding on it tonight. It's coming out of these words and getting in us. Psalm 68 and 3. What does it say? But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Let them exceedingly rejoice. Now that's just where you hardly know what to do with yourself. Right? You got rejoicing and, and then you got great rejoicing. And then you got exceedingly rejoice. How many know exceedingly is bubbling over? That's overflowing rejoicing. And if you hadn't done it, oh, you got to try it. You got to try it. The Bible compares being filled with the Spirit to being drunk. (laughs) You should see some of the looks I just got. Yeah, it's right there in the Bible. More than one place. How many remember Ephesians says, Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your So not depressing stuff. This is not depressing stuff. This is happy stuff. This is, these are happy songs. Glad songs. Rejoicing songs. And he said you do that and you can get full of the Spirit. And he compares it to being drunk. I'm not making this up. It's really in the Bible. On the day of Pentecost. Anybody remember? On the day of Pentecost. They're all in one place. One accord. Came a mighty sound of a rushing wind from heaven. Filled all the place where they were sitting. There appeared cloven tongues like as a fire and set upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They are having a happy time. How many think it made them glad? Did it make them glad? Oh, yeah. And I mean, it got so full up in there, they had to come out. So they spilled out of the upper room and down into the streets. And people saw them, and people heard them. And you know what their assessment was? Bunch of drunks. Didn't they say that? 
That bunch, look at them, drunk. This time of the day, how'd they get drunk so early? They must have started drinking heavy early in the morning. Look at them. Look at them. Now, people are not going to think you're drunk just because you're speaking in tongues. They might just think you're talking another language. So they must have been doing something else. (laughs) Why do they wobble around? Why do they lay on the ground? (laughs) They're swaying and swinging and laughing and singing. They're full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and he's the same. He's the same Holy Ghost right here tonight as he was in the upper room. Yes! He's the same. Same Holy Ghost. And when you get filled, it's the same. Now, people have watered it down and. In their version of sterilized it and mentally compartmentalized it and explained it away. God deliver us from these dry, boring services and churches when we've got the creator of the universe. We've got the same Spirit who moved on the face of the deep when God said, let there be. Same Spirit is on us tonight and in us tonight. And friend, if we yield to Him, we're going to get glad. We're going to get excited. We're going to experience the same life and the same joy. And the same peace and exceedingly rejoicing that they did. Peter had to explain it to them. He said, these men are not drunk like you think. (laughs) Definitely some drunkenness going on, but not like you think. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Oh, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We're living in the same day, same day. Got the same spirit. Same opportunities of being filled to overflowing. If we'll receive it, if we yield to him. It can be as simple as this. Be glad. (laughs) Somebody say, be glad. Say it again. Be be glad. When the Lord tells you, be glad, be glad. Tell me what you say. What do you say? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Be glad. I'm glad. (laughs) somebody's getting it I can tell 
When the Lord says, be glad, tell me your response. Tell me your response. I'm glad. I'm glad. Now see, faith even calls those things that be not. As though they were. So what if you didn't feel glad? All the more reason to say, I'm glad. Let the weak say, I'm strong. So the downtrodden and depressed and oppressed should say, I'm glad. Psalm 126, turn there. Whoo, glory. <laughs> Psalm 126, verse 1. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. We're talking about a happy dream, too. Happy, happy dream. <laughs> we have done gone to our happy place. <laughs> like a dream. We say, y'all living in a dream world. Leave us alone. We're happy. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> Verse 2. Then... Was our mouth filled with laughter? So this is thoroughly scriptural, what you're hearing right now. Thoroughly scriptural. Our mouth was filled with laughter. Our tongue was filled with singing. Then said they among the heathen. Now you know God's moving. When the heathen notice how happy you are. (laughs) What did they notice? What did the heathen notice that day they come a tumbling out of the upper room? What did they notice? They noticed how full of joy they were. Didn't they? How full and overflowing. Happy drunk. Then the heathen said, look at them. Even the heathen knew why they were so happy. Why was it? Because the Lord has done great things. For the, that's why their mouth was filled with laughter and their tongue was filled with singing. Because the Lord has done great things. Oh, has the Lord done great things for us? Oh, what has the Lord done for us? We were lost. We were undone. We were without God and without hope in the world. But He bought us. He bought us back. He paid the biggest price in the universe that's ever been paid for anything. He paid it for you. He paid it for me. He bought us back. He didn't just buy us back as servants. He made us sons. Made us His very own children. Glory to God. Gave us unhindered access to Himself. We don't have to go through anybody to get to God. 
There's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. You don't have to go to any preacher or any priest or any saint in the name of Jesus. You can come straight to the Father God. And He will hear you. He will receive you. He knows your name. Your name. Your name. There's a page. There's a page in the Lamb's eternal book of life where your name, your name, your name, your name. Your name is written by God. It's eternal. It's also a roster of the citizenship of heaven. You have a place that they're working on right now. In Father's house. Your place. It's yours forever. You will always have a perfect place of your own that fulfills every desire every dream that you ever had and beyond and you and I are selected and chosen from all the earth to rule and reign with him forever what has he done for us what has he done for us that's why we laugh that's why we sing that's why we can be glad no matter what's going on the sufferings of this present life are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed and it's being revealed right now and it'll continue throughout the ages so tell me about it. Are you sad? No. Or are you glad? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.